Welcome to the Stacking Slabs podcast. Join Brett to get the latest sports cards investment advice, hear from industry experts that are deep in the trenches, and find out when to turn left when the rest of the market is going right. Get eBay ready, get PayPal ready. Let's be students of the game and stack those slabs. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs, your hobby content alternative. I'm your host, Brett McGrath, B2B marketer, sport card collector, and investor, professional wrestling fan. There is a lot on the horizon and a lot shaking this weekend as I record this episode. Yes, you will hear the fall. You will know the fallout of everything that has happened and transpired. On the other side of this, we all know there's a little bit of delay when I record this. And then this gets in your headphones, car stereo speakers. Maybe you're listening to it on the boombox. However, you're enjoying stacking slabs. I do appreciate that. But the things as I sit here right now on a cold but sunny day here in Indianapolis, Indiana, is the golden auctions. They're, they're happening, baby. People are getting itchy, salivating. We're about to see some all-time highs, aren't we? We're about to see some momentum after that $4.6 million deal on that Luka Doncic. I'm the Don. Luka Doncic. I'm excited. I'm excited to see what happens. I am looking at the close of these auctions from a lot of different levels and a lot of different uh, angles. There has been a tremendous amount of speculation on these auctions and where cards are going to end up and where they're going to go. And I think, you know, Ken Golden right now, by the way, I'm sidetracking up front. That's what we do. King Golden had a Instagram live. I mean, he always does, right? We're all becoming fans of the King Golden IG lives. He had one that was, let's see here, on last Friday when you're listening to this. And moment of all moments, there was a troll, <laughs> a troll in there and he stopped what he was doing and he took out a pen and paper, wrote this bad actor's name down. And blocked him. It was awesome. I just got a kick out of it. Just how he halted everything. He is one of the most powerful men right now in the sports card market. So don't go drop in on Ken Golden's Instagram live and try to go into business for yourself. It's nice to know that people like Ken Golden are here not only to curate ridiculous auctions and share cards with all of us, but also to take out all the bad actors. So Ken Golden, here's one for you, brother. I am excited as I look at these auctions. I think Ken has definitely, like we've never seen before, been able to get a hold of just the volume of tier one top shelf pieces like no one has ever seen before. I mean, it is outrageous. And there's the volume is so high, it's almost like, do we have enough people within this market right now to go in and claim and keep elevating the prices of these cards? I don't know. We'll see. That's what I'm excited about. But I think what I'm most interested in is looking at some of the middle tier cards that are going uh, live through his auctions and seeing how they do. I think there might be opportunity there for um, those types of cards that aren't your, you know, 20 to 30 to 50 to $100,000 cards, but are cards that maybe are closer to the types of cards that Brett from Stacking Slabs acquires and go, tries to go after. So that's what I've got my eye on. I think 
you know, I'm a big fan of talking about the different segments of the market. And we, we have different segments of the market and we have to um, realize that. And I think that is a very, very important thing that we all just need to understand. And we don't need to go play in other seg- segments if we, we don't have the funds to support that. I think find your spot. Find what you like. Be a part of that segment. Be an observer. I'm an observer of these ridiculously high-priced auctions that are going, and I just love watching it because it means that there is a trust and a sustainability to this hobby that we all truly and deeply love. So I'm excited as I record this to sit down tonight and watch some of these auctions tick. I will say this. I, I know the market, but there are people that know the market way more than me, people that sit and they look at sales on a daily basis, people that have platforms that track this type of thing. And I think you know who I'm talking about. So I am excited on the Hobby Hustle this Friday to bring on Chris from the Card Ladder team to talk about some of the fallout from these golden auctions. I think it's a you know, it's kind of his subject matter expertise. He just does a great job of following the market, following the trends. Um, so I'm excited to tease that episode here up front because I think there's going to be a lot of meat on that bone. Thank you so much, everyone who provided feedback on the weekly rip, the newsletter. So much positive energy around that. I- I'm really glad you all liked it. I enjoyed putting it together. I enjoy curating content. I enjoy um, you know, promoting other people's work, sharing my voice in written word. I think, you know, I got a ton of signups um, just the day it launched. I had a ton of people sharing that. I, I think, you know, thank you if you shared. Thank you if you told someone about the weekly rip. Um, the reason why I did that is I, I just think this hobby needs more places and opportunities for people that are in it to support other people. And that's really the goal and the intention of the weekly rip. I get a chance to write. I get a chance to talk about some of the things in the content and people that I'm enjoying in the hobby, and I'm giving them placement because I think that's important. I think we should all be doing that. Yes, it is also, uh, as I'm building the Stacking Slabs brand, it is an extension of that, and that is something I decided it was time to do. It's time to extend the brand to your email inbox and be and provide value and be helpful. Um, so th- definitely, if you haven't already, Go to my Instagram page. I got a link in my bio. Click it, drop in your email, free of charge. I'm going to send you the weekly rip on a regular basis. If you didn't get the first week's edition, go back and look at my Twitter feed. I put the link out there. If you can't find it, DM me. I'm happy to share that, but I'm excited. That's going to be a regular thing. Friday mornings, you're going to get the weekly rip along with your episode of the Hobby Hustle. I'm trying to take placement over your Friday hobby content um, experience if I haven't already. So I do appreciate it. And there that again, week one, there's going to be a lot of opportunity to grow. Um, I'm just amazed by the number of signups I already have and subscribers on that thing. It's wild. Um, and I've talked about this in the last episode, you know, I'm not looking to, to, to go after sponsorships and things to go fill up that Um, newsletter at this point. But, you know, maybe that is a place where if there's a company that aligns with the same values and mission of the Stacking Slabs podcast, maybe there could be some partnership opportunities. I don't know. We'll see. We are just getting started. And as I'm sitting here, I've got a conflict this weekend. I have 
a conflict of two of my favorite interests, one being basketball, the other being professional wrestling. Got the All-Star Game and AEW Revolution pay-per-view happening at the same time. Oh my word. Yes, I'm excited though. Bring on the entertainment. It's wild. AEW Revolution in Chicago was the last live event I went to before um, COVID hit. And it was an incredible show. A match I still think about today, which a lot of wrestling fans think about too, is the Young Bucks versus uh, Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page. One of the best, if not the best, tag team match of all time. It's that good. If you can find it, go check it out. I was in the building for that in Chicago. Just absolutely ridiculous. The AEW Revolution build and for, for this card has been outstanding. We've got a exploding ring barbed wire rope match it's with between John Moxley and Kenny Omega. Come on, we've got a lot of surprises. By the way, Shaq on Dynamite, if you if you if you care about wrestling, if you don't care about wrestling, you know who Shaq is. Go try to find the, the clips of Shaq on Dynamite. He did a bust up job. Usually spectacles are spectacles, but Shaq actually put in the work. You could tell he cared. You could tell he trained. He sold he delivered. It was awesome. So I'm excited about that. Um, I will be buying AEW Revolution. I probably will have the. I will. I was thinking, do I watch the All Star Game later? I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to put, you know, AEW Revolution on the big screen. I'm going to have the All Star Game going on the iPad. I mean, by the way, the All Star Game, boy, the rosters are so loaded. Maybe the most loaded rosters of all time. And I know. Team Durant's got some some players, but how about that starting five for Team LeBron? When I was watching the draft picks go down, goodness, LeBron, Giannis, Steph, the Don, Luka Doncic, and the Joker, that's a starting five. So uh, I'm, I'm thrilled. I, I love the All-Star game. It's kind of unfortunate because, you know, it was like I thought the All-Star game wasn't going to happen, and then it was going to happen. Now it's in Atlanta. The thing is, is, the All-Star Game was supposed to happen in Indianapolis this year. Yes, there was banners and everything, and then COVID hit. I think we're, we are getting it back, but it's just unfortunate. That was an event. I mean, some of you guys, some of you guys and gals maybe would have been in town if the, normal was right, the, the world was right, and maybe we could have gotten a trade night or some card thing going on. Um, that would have been fun. Now I'm getting uh, – um, I'm, I'm upset because I think about the possibility. But you know what? You got to be adaptable. eBay, the competition right now out there in this market is quite exquisite, if you will. I just got beat up on a couple auctions today, and I'm going to talk about them. So I think it's good to talk about losing. We all lose, and it's what you do after you lose. The first one was I was going after a 2017. I think I got that right. 2017. Uh, Steph Curry Blue Ice PSA 10 Prism card. I got some blue ices going on over here, and I saw this one, and I said, you know what? I want that. Um, low pop, I think it was like pop five or six. Um, it ended up going for not quite a 1000 but almost a 1000 which was outside of my current budget for that card, and I just I got beat. So I said, wow. I had bought a 20... 18 blue ice a month or two months ago and it was $400 less than that so it was an indicator for me that you know the market on Steph is definitely picking up I think 
the market on modern will will start to pick up. I think, you know, as the dust settles on this golden auction, as we kind of we kind of start to slow down all of the energy and madness that was on um, the Kobe, Jordan, and LeBron track. It's never going to go away, but maybe as it slows down a little bit, I see a, some attention being placed back on modern basketball. I see, I'm seeing that happen now. I think as you we get into this after the All-Star break, people are going to start making their plays on playoff speculation and who can be who's going to be in the finals and people are going to try to, you know, invest if you will on players that they think are going to pay off in the um in with a deep playoff run. So like as I'm sitting here thinking about it, and I think we're already seeing it, but because I, I see his name on like the daily sales volume of Card Ladder like every day, um, Kevin Durant. There, there's going to be a lot of attention on the Brooklyn Nets. I think a lot of people think the Brooklyn Nets not only are going to make the finals, but could potentially win the finals. So I think stuff like that, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, James Harden, even is getting more attention. Those cards are going to start to elevate. Then you're going to have other people say, "Okay, well." Yeah, everyone's doing this with Brooklyn, but maybe yeah, I just don't see people are saying I don't see Brooklyn like I can see them collapsing. So if it's not going to be Brooklyn, who else could it be? And then maybe people start to look at you know a Boston. I know Boston has struggled this year, but they're like, okay, well maybe now's the time to go in on Tatum, and maybe now's the time to go in on Jalen Brown. That happens, and I think you know maybe people are like, oh, no one's talking about Giannis this year. Maybe now's the time to go talk about Giannis. So I think those types of thoughts and mentality are happening right now in all of our heads and we're we all like to gamble a little bit and we all like to speculate a little bit so i that's like because of that and because of the popularity of basketball because of things like the dallas show right the dallas show is coming up and everyone is going to be there it's there's always things that pop from there it'll be interesting to see what the thing is from the dallas show um so i i I think i'm anticipating based on the steph price we're going to see a lot more of that. Another just switching lanes here from basketball to football. So I had a bad beat. And if you're out there and you, you beat me in this, I'd love to know who you are. I, I have my speculation, but I'm, I have not asked yet. There's a Carson Wentz 2016 Gold Prism PSA 9 out there. And... I had been preparing for this card for the entire run. I think it was a seven-day auction. Asking friends what they thought it was going to go for. Not quite liquidating stuff for the purchase, but preparing for liquidation of certain items. I think that's an okay thing to do. And as I, I got down to Friday night last night, and I just got, after I closed my laptop for work, it was like my complete focus. I was. I was I was calling in the bat line. I was messaging people. I was just trying to get a full picture. So I was not doing this by myself. I think that is so important. When you have a card that you know is going to be expensive and you know there's maybe uncertainty with comps and you know that there's going to be other people after it, I think this is the time to use your network. This is why you have your network. So I'm dialing in a bat line. I'm getting this, this and that. and. I got enough people to say what they think that the price is going to be, where it was close to what I thought. 
And so I said, okay, well, here's my ceiling on this card. This is the highest I'm, I'm going to go. And then what I did was raise it $250, okay? I raised myself because, and I, that's the built-in absurdity of the market. So I had my price and, and mind you with, let's see here, a minute to go, my price was almost three times what the price of the auction was at that current time. Now, we all know all the magic happens in the final seconds. But I was like, man, I feel pretty good about this. I feel like I'm going to come in at a high price and I'm going to win this damn thing. Well, <laughs> what happened? I took the L. And this is, I have not, I can't believe how many L's I've, I've strung together in a row between the Peyton Manning market and now Carson Wentz. But I lost it by $50. Someone came in. And who knows what their their max bid was, but $50 over the top. And I woke up this next morning, and it, 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 hurt, it hurt. I wanted that card. But what do you do? You, you say to yourself, well, all of this money that was going into this card, now what's the other opportunities out there? So I think that I just want to tell that story. I want to talk about losing. We all lose. You got to be okay with losing, and you got to pick yourself back up, and you got to say, on to the next one. But I will say I did share. I got a a nice 2017-2018 Victor Oladipo PSA 10 Galactic this past week. Add to my journey. Most improved player that year. That was a fun year. Pacers went to, took the Cavs to seven. It was a, probably the most fun Pacers year we've had in, in quite some time. I hope you all enjoyed the episode I had with Sierra. The California, at the California, at California Card Collector on IG a good dude in the hobby and just reflected on just our conversation about his collecting and having a diverse palette. And I, it made me really think about um, just opportunities because you, you hear people like him talk and a lot of what he is doing is anticipating, but also aligning with his passions and players that he appreciates. So I like, after I got done talking with Sierra, I said, you know what? Like, what is an exercise that I can do to kind of not necessarily go out and buy a bunch of cards, but think about things in a certain way? So I kind of put this exercise together. I'm going to talk through it with you and just say maybe like things like this when you're in a jam or in a rut and you're trying to turn left when everyone goes right. Maybe stuff like this is a, a cool opportunity. This is what, I, this is what I'm thinking. I said, think about three athletes that have influenced you at some point in your life. Your whole journey of life, who are three athletes that made you enjoy their play, stop everything and watch? For me right now, I've talked about them at nauseum, like Peyton Manning has an impact on me. Stephen Curry has an impact on me. Kyler Murray has an impact on me. They have an impact on me, and that's why I collect their cards. It's a critical component of collecting cards. So think of three athletes, then ask yourself, do I own any of these athletes? Do I own any cards? If not, reverse engineer the player's cards starting from the rookie cards. Identify the cards of significance. And then go into the pop reports. Dig into the pop reports and start looking at how, how, how many, are there any opportunities with scarce cards? Are there any opportunities with, with, with these cards? Look at the prices. And then potentially... If you find something you like, make purchase. So 
as I was sitting here, I, I was putting this together and I was like, well, what if this were me? What would, what would some, who would someone be that I have never thought about collecting, but had some sort of influence at some point in my life? Who do I, who do I appreciate? And the first player, as I thought about this, that came to my mind was Alan Iverson. Alan Iverson was someone who I always appreciated because I like it, you can see it line up with my Steph Curry, my Kyler Murray. Allen Iverson falls into that bucket too. I like the guys who aren't supposed to be there, who are gritty and who just are just have have a will and have a grit about them and have natural talent. And Iverson was always someone when I was growing up as a fan and a appreciator of basketball that I admired. I had the question and the answer kicks, man, when I was playing hoops. I wanted those. I had the Georgetown Hoya shorts. I had the Iverson jersey, just like the one on his Topps Chrome rookie card. That jersey's dope. So I started looking at, and by the way, I'd be remiss not to run down uh, some of the accolades here of Allen Iverson. MVP in 2001, 11-time All-Star, two-time All-Star game MVP, three-time All-NBA first team, three-time All-NBA second team, All-NBA third team in 06, Rookie of the Year, All-Rookie first team, NBA Rookie Game MVP, four-time scoring champ, three-time steals leader, Jersey retired. I mean, it's a hell of a career. It's about as good as you can get without winning a championship. So I think Allen Iverson has a lot of significance a lot of cultural significance i think a lot of players today turn to a guy like alan iverson you can't not tell me that a player like ja moran is not influenced at some level by alan iverson so compare those two what i just read off in alan iverson's career accomplishments how close does ja Morant have to ever lining up with those like what are the percentages if if ja Morant sniffs that sort of career then you know he has to be fortunate well, look at John Morant's cards and the prices of his cards and go dig into someone like an Allen Iverson and compare the two. I think there's a lot of opportunity, and I'm not saying Allen Iverson's cards are super cheap. I know his rookie and his rookie refractors are – It's you, I look at his chrome, I look at his chrome refractors, and I look at his papers, and I look at the chart, and I look at what has happened. It's kind of interesting. So I think that is something – and. Look at the rookie cards and you take a step to the second year refractors and the third year refractors and the fourth year refractors. And to me, there just seems like a lot of of opportunity there. And that's just a player like Allen Iverson who has impacted me. There's so many other opportunities with players out there that people aren't necessarily talking about right now. So build your model. Build your model. Collect what you like. That's the most generic thing to say, but it's true. But do the work because if you do the work, you're going to see gains on those cards because they matter. If, they ma- if it matters to you, there's a high likelihood that it'll matter to someone else. I've been talking a lot about help and just not going all in on your own. I put this out there. Ask for help. That's the best part of this community. Making yourself vulnerable and trying not to know everything can be a hack. Just got to be ambitious. Meet people. Someone new every day, ask for help. That's how you level up. For me, I've got this podcast, and it's a great tool to connect with people. You you don't have to have a podcast, but what's your tool? 
How, what's your way to connect with other people? For me, I bring people on this podcast that I want to learn from. That What I just talked about and that segment I just had on Allen Iverson was directly influenced by talking with Sierra and thinking about his chrome refractor run. I, straight up, I thought, well, that's interesting. There's got to be other opportunities out there on guys no one's really interested in talking about. So I think I share my conversations publicly. They help me. I hope they help you. Go out there and do it. Meet people. It makes you better. I'm not talking about one or two guys or girls that you're meeting every day and talking with in your circle. Break out of the circle and get out there and talk with someone. The more diverse opinions that you have coming at you, the more you are going to learn. I found, I was digging through some stuff and I am holding it right now. I found the first on-card auto that I've ever pulled from a pack. And I just was digging through old stuff and found this thing. And it was a classic 1995 Jason Kidd on-card auto pack pulled out of 300. And I just think it's so awesome. And this is a card. I'm going to take a picture. I, I've actually posted about it, but I'm going to take a picture and put it up in my feed. Um, he was so young when he signed this, and it's just amazing, Jason Kidd and what he's done since. So I don't know. I just wanted to talk about that and call that out. Um, I also want to say at the end of this episode, we're going to share some. I asked the I asked the people, what's a big pickup you had this week, and what's the reason why? And it's so I can't wait to share these with you because it's so fun. My the people that are listening to this show are collectors, and you wait until you hear these responses, and you'll be like, "Man, there's a lot of collector mindset here listening to the Stack and Slabs podcast." I think getting lucky, uh, not like that. <laughs> and by the way, getting luck, get lucky. Shout out to Daft Punk, man. Uh, I didn't talk about this, but those guys, man, those robots, so much fun. I just when I think of Daft Punk, I think about college and just wiling out just being insane and doing things I probably wasn't supposed to be doing. But I did get a chance, 20, 2007, Lollapalooza, Chicago, Daft Punk, Alive, saw them, the robots, live and in the flesh, and it's on YouTube if you want to check it out. It just got released on YouTube. One of the wildest, wildest experiences of my life. But I segue into getting lucky, and I think I want to congratulate my man Max at Putnam Cards. Congrats on his Kobe Gold. Boy, go check out his page at Putnam Cards. There's a little luck there. G's Gold, The Luca Show, Lucky Show 05. A little luck there. Maybe Sierra with some of his Kobe stuff. For me, it's wrestling cards. My wrestling card acquisition that's at PSA and looking at the prices right now. I think getting lucky is completely okay and happens when you're in the game and you've got a high volume of activity and you're regularly meeting with other people in the hobby. I think that's a, just something that you you can't anticipate luck, but it's the more focus and the more dedication that you have to meeting new people, to doing things that are in multiple platforms. I need to step outside of this. For me, I'm doing a lot of Instagram and a lot of eBay. I focus a little bit on Twitter. I'm out there. Shout out all you Twitter people. There's a group out there. Um, crazy wrestling card community on Twitter for sure. But I think it's, you got to put in the work. You got to, you got to get in other platforms, meet other people. And the more activity that you have, the more luck you're going to be. All I know is maybe I should be a, 
a watcher on the blowout forums after some of the stuff I've heard and seen in some of these stories recently. I will say, don't go into the prism box hobby box craze in the release just thinking you're going to get lucky. That's how you lose your ass. That's for sure. How much is that thing going to cost? I can't wait to see. LaMelo Ball, baby. He is definitely hyping this thing up, and that's what always happens. It's like perfect freaking timing. So I think with like Prism as it comes back, undeniably at some level, most of us want to be in the game on some Prism. Um, So I think it's important just to set budget. Set budget on breaks, set budget on singles, set budget if you're going to be buying hobby boxes. Create your process. I think you factor in grading, obviously with PSA news in timelines. You factor in grading and pricing. Don't go into it aimlessly. Go into it with a plan. Don't let the rookie blinders get you twisted, right? Like there's only so many of these guys that are going to pan out to be something. So if you are chasing rookies and you don't care about them and you obtain some of these rookie cards or parallels, make sure you're trying to get rid of them at the right time and you're not, you're not left holding the bag. I think that's really important. I think one thing is just ask yourself a relevant question. What else could I be spending my money on? Does this make you happy? Those things are really important. When you start to put that into perspective and you get excited around a new product and you see how much it costs to join breaks, to buy hobby boxes, to buy singles, ask yourself, what else could I be spending my money on? I've already talked about how fired up I am about AEW Revolution this week. We got the road to WrestleMania on the WWE side, and I'd be remiss not to congratulate Bobby Lashley of the the CEO of the Hurt Business for winning the WWE Championship on Monday Night Raw a couple weeks ago from The Miz going into WrestleMania. Bobby Lashley in the Hurt Business has been a staple and an institution of the Monday Night Raw brand ever since COVID hit. So I just want to send a warm congratulations out to Bobby Lashley for just an unreal moment. Probably is, he's had a hell of a career and probably the mountaintop moment of it. I love wrestling. I got to go look at these fully loaded cards. I have my man Vintage Pacer sending me pictures of Matt signed stuff from Kofi Kingston's WrestleMania win. That's just so dope. And then Kyle at Wax Museum's hitting me with some Seth Rollins stuff when he uh, with a Matt signed stuff. That's the kind of stuff I love. So I've been avoiding the, not avoiding, I just hadn't paid too much attention to the fully loaded set, but. I will have my eyes on that. All right, we're rounding turn four here. We want to go to the mailbag, and the mailbag was, I asked the audience, what are some purchases? What's your favorite purchase of the week and why? And here are some of the responses. I'm going to start with my man, Elliot, who's at UD Black Collector. He said, two 2018 Optic Choice Luca Rookies, PSA 9. He loves the mojo design on the optic cards, and the pop is interesting. PSA 10, PSA 8, PSA 10 is pop 8, PSA 9, pop 50, PSA 8, pop 50. He said, this is a long-term hold for me as I believe in Luca and the limited supply has room to grow. Smart operating. Looking at the pop reports. Maybe going after a parallel that not a lot of people are thinking about. Maybe you are now. But I love that. Uh, I think that's smart operating. And I think we all agree. We all like Luca. Probably a safe bet. Nick at Shuma Cards. He, I love this. He said, 
2006 Bowman Chrome felt back Lawrence Maroney rookie of 199 PSA 10. He's building a master set of Maroney and it's his favorite gopher in Minnesota uniforms. He goes, this card isn't exactly within the criteria, but instead is a nod to a former gopher great. Leo Nominelli, probably butchered that, sorry bro, um, who was featured in the 1950 Topps felt back set. Instead of shilling a few hundred bucks for a PSA, I grabbed this for $20 of my PC guy as a tip of the cap. I love that because Nick talked about just this collection he was building. And who the hell else is building a Lawrence Maroney Minnesota collection? Nobody. So I love that. Thank you for sharing, brother. Um, 412 Sports Cards. KD 2007 Bowman Chrome. Numbered KD Rookie. Well, what did I say up front? A lot of people around the KD train. It's getting in right now. Uh, D... The mesh, 1952 Tops Mantle. How about that? Not what I was expecting, but that's what you call a big boy card. Um, said it's been a chase his whole life. So congratulations, brother. Uh, take a photo of that if you haven't already. We'd love to see it. My man who was always here at Drake's PC said, Lucas Status Pursuit Die Cut PSA 10. I saw a photo of that, I think. Beautiful card. Seeking Slabs. It's like my cousin or something. Two 1999 contenders, Kurt Warner, PSA 9s. I'm a fan of guys who weren't supposed to make it. How about that collection? That's great. I love it. Big G Basketball. Manu Ginobili slash Jason Capono UD Game Use 3-Color Patch for $1.74. Bargain, baby. Take a photo of that if you haven't already. I'd love to see that Big J Basketball. $1.74 $1.74 for a dope card and an awesome patch. Arena Wears, 2001 Flair WrestleMania Stone Cold on-card auto of 500 Love that old, because old Stone Cold said so, and that's the bottom line. I love the diversity in these responses all across the board. All of them have different stories. We've got an amazing group of collectors that listen to Stacking Slabs. That is validation and verification. There's not people out there talking about the new next new flavor of the week. That is a beautiful list of responses. So everyone who res- sent in your stuff and let me read it off, thank you so much. You validated the collector and the people that are listening to this damn program. All right, let's close it out here. We all stare at our phones for hours every day. Lots of scrolling, more scrolling, some engagement. Find opportunities to appreciate others' content is always welcome. A simple comment can change a fellow member of the community's day. Again, go back to people. They're doing cool stuff. Tell them they're, they're, they're doing cool stuff. Like their post, comment, share. The more we help each other, the more sustainable and better this hobby will be. I can tell you that. Thank you so much for listening to Stacking Slabs. Make sure, follow the link on my bio. Sign up for the weekly rip. Copy two, come into your inbox. This Friday, this Friday, Hobby Hustle with my man Chris from the Card Ladder team. We're breaking down golden auctions. Everyone, have a great rest of your week, and I'll be back on the other side. Take care of yourself. Take care of others around you. Talk to you real soon.